Welcome back to another episode of the Captain's Coach Podcast. I'm the founder, Ben Smith, and today we are bringing you part two of our interview with Todd Sanders. Todd is a graduate from the Naval Academy, where he commissioned as a Marine Corps infantry officer and worked as an operational and strategic planner, as well as an international military advisor. He is now a principal at the McChrystal Group, one of the best leadership development corporations in the nation. We talk a lot about uh, different aspects of leadership during the conversation today, ranging from the importance of being true to yourselves and principles, the applicability of leadership skills across sports, military, and business, and some of the most effective ways that leadership and organizations have made changes, and how we can quickly determine what kind of culture an organization has. So without further ado, here is Luke Poulos and our guest, Todd Sanders. You are listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast, where we provide top insights into sports leadership to inspire team captains to lead their teams more effectively and help coaches to systematically develop and use them. Now, here's your co-host, Luke Poulos. experience with a lot of companies and, and some really great companies and great clients and organizations in the military that you've worked for. But what have been some of the most effective ways you've seen either one of your clients or, or an organization you've been a part of kind of turn around their leadership or their structure for the better? Yeah. So I, I love this question too. And this is actually, this is one that, that we consistently uh, health have a healthy debate about at MG um, as as we think about what we're doing and and you know as a leadership development consultant as an organizational development consultant this is just kind of bread and butter to what we think about I I have been um, falling in love with an idea that I characterize companies that ha that have begun or endeavored on successful change have approached it from a, a very multi-tiered approach. So organizations can typically be broken out into like an executive uh, level, which is some number of people, um, a, a middle management level, and then a, a um, execution worker level. Mm -hmm. um, and, and there may be more levels in there, but, but generally that's kind of where the buckets fall out. Mm -hmm. um, many different, um, books, you know, myriad books have been written and, and studies have been done on, on how to approach change. And um, I think that there are some, some things that have played out in, in reality that, that are true. Things like if the executive uh, tier does not support or is not behind, uh, does not take the first steps towards change, it is unbelievably difficult for the rest of the organization to change. And right. if, if the, the, the lowest level uh, in the organization doesn't see the value of the change, then they, they will likely never change. And if, if the middle, the middle level that is, is, you know, looking to, to move up, if they don't understand um, how this is going to improve the, 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 dual direction pull that they get from the top and the bottom, uh, they're not going to do the change. So when, when we, when we look at change, uh, though, though the change may be 
um, cascaded across the organization, we, we tend to focus on ways that we can um, offer attention and treatment to each of those levels. Right. I think the, the closer in execution, the closer in time that you can do that. So if you have a big enough team and you have enough resources and, and all the variables match where you can kind of uh, uh, apply attention to all three levels at the same time right. and, and make sure that um, conceptually and thematically the, the principles, the outcomes, the objectives of the change um, are the same, but they are tailored uh, to resonate with each of those three levels so that it answers uh, very personally for people in each of those levels. They can see themselves in the change. Right. That, that is, is an effective way to move forward. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen it broken up now. I've seen it broken up in a couple of different clients and, and based on timing and, and appetite for change. And I, I, I still think probably in one of the better change efforts that we did, we really, um, we formally uh, gave attention to the top level and the middle level. And then uh, our team actually informally uh, opened ourselves up and said, any extra time as we spend time on our client site, we're down there working shoulder to shoulder with them during the week, any extra time that we have um, you middle, middle manager team level. Uh, if you want us or, or one of my team to come and talk with your team and, and answer their questions and talk through it, we'll do that. And that was unbelievably successful. So we, it was, we permeated the entire organization. Uh, it, it helped everyone understand what, what was, what, what the organization was looking to do. And it also gave everybody uh, a, a sense of individual attention, which was really valuable. Yeah. I like that idea. It's kind of reflects the, there's that three tier level very reflective of strategic operation and, and tactical level in, in the military. And I like how you guys really focus on getting all of those levels attention at the same time and creating that buy-in simultaneously. And that's one of the biggest parts of leadership and, and doing any sort of change through leadership is the communication piece and, and kind of, expressing that vision in a way another one of the tenants at the captain's coach one of the tenants of leadership is that leadership is expression and not just self-expression on the individual level although that is obviously an important part but on a organizational level how important it is for everyone to be on the same page and kind of express that vision and see the common goal and kind of those values and what we're trying to do and i love the piece about being able to talk to them and see have them see themselves in that change and see how not only they are affected, but how the changes that they can make will affect everyone around them. And, and obviously any solution that comes from within or is brought up from somebody else is going to create more buy-in than if everything's just seemingly coming down from, from that top executive level. Yeah, now spot on. Uh, you know, there's this concept called sense making, and and it, it's often used in in psychology. You talk about um, as as people are making sense of of what they're what they're in the middle of, what the environment's telling them, what's going on right now. Um, you know, the thing about sense making is that it is a it is a deeply personal thing. Mm -hmm. I will make sense of a situation differently than you will make sense of the situation. So when, when you have that, 
if we want to close the gap between the way that Luke's making sense of something and the way that Todd's making sense of something is to give a common structure and framework. So that, that's that thematic idea. So yep. if we want the organization to move in a direction, we have really good clarity around what that direction is, what it means, what it sounds like, what it feels like. And then we have this, this very light touch, supportive coaching, conversation, thinking, and allow people to, to see themselves, allow people to make right. sense in their own way. Right. It, would, it would be, it's ludicrous to think that, that Todd knows how Luke should be making sense of something. Yeah. <laughs> I, I cannot read minds. Yeah. What I can do is I can say, hey, Luke, look at this principle. This is what this means. It's well-defined. It's, it's clear. This is the direction we're going. How can we get there? That's a very different way to approach yeah. it. Yeah, and I, the light touch is so, so often the most effective <laughs> form of leadership in so many situations that sometimes people in leadership positions, coaches and captains and business world, military leaders, they, they see an opportunity for a leadership and they just kind of chokehold it until, until no one has any, any life left in them. But that light touch and kind of almost leading people, it's funny using the word, but leading people to their own conclusion that you kind of want them to come to is really an art when it comes to leadership. And, and like you said, the, the sense-making principle on, a, on the grand scale helping individuals see themselves in, in the solution and helping them understand how they fit. And on, on the individual level in sports, I would say the same thing is true for captains and coaches. You have to find out what is the motivation behind each individual on your team. You, you got to get to know them on a personal level and somehow leverage that into what you're trying to change either strategically on the field or somehow uh, something off the field in terms of your culture in the locker room, you know, find out where people are coming from. Like you said, explain the principle that you're trying to get across and kind of have them tell you how they would get to the end result. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, beating people over the head to change hasn't worked since the yeah. day that, you know, the beatings will continue until morale improves, right? Until yeah. it, it hasn't changed since the days of like, uh, you know, ancient world. So it, it, is, it is a different ball game out there. People have a better understanding of, of themselves. They have a better understanding of the way the world works. They have an infinite access to, to knowledge and, and can be really self, um, self-educated, self-defined about what they think and what they believe. So, you know, Stan McChrystal often uses this analogy. He talks about the best leaders are gardeners and, and they tend the environment. They tend the plants, yes. they tend the environment, they set the conditions. And, and then they can't beat the, the tomato plants into growing, right? <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's, I, I love that idea when, when he talks about it. And of course, like in, in only Stan's way, you know, when he talks about it, he's, he has this, this you know, sage passion and, and it shows through. And, and I just, I love that. It's, it's something that, that I, I've carried with me now for, for a couple of years as the first time I heard it. Uh, and, and I think it's applicable in, in so many situations. You set the environment, you take care of the conditions, you, you help, you help, you do everything that's within your control. When, when the plants need help, you pay attention and you provide them help. Other than that, like it's theirs to go. And that, that's that connection back to that individual ownership. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I know his leadership philosophy has 
has changed in in the recent past or, or since he's left the military yeah i forget which which podcast he was on it might have been ben shapiro honestly but he um he was on and he was kind of describing that how it shifted more from the the cult of personality leadership and what we've historically thought of as being great leaders into that lighter touch the the gardener and that's a great analogy i, I yeah. think it's an awesome way to kind of put it the whole thing in perspective and and cultivating the environment giving people what they need to exceed and or to succeed and and giving them what they need to to kind of flourish in in their own roles yeah and i know we're getting a, a little bit short here on on time todd so i i think we'll we'll head to the more conceptual side of things. Yeah. if you want to if you want to start off with the, your definition of leadership yeah, this is a great one. Actually, I, I will do a nod to to Stan's uh, latest book and and Stan and Jeff Eggers and, and Jay Mangone, who who is uh, Jay was a was a Marine infantryman as well. Jeff Eggers and I, Jeff Jeff is a retired SEAL. Uh, he and I went through Georgetown University's coaching program, and then of, of course Stan, who is um, you know famous and, and historic for for the changes he brought to special operations community. Um, in in their in the the book, we really offer this idea that leadership is the intersection between the individual that is often called the leader, um, those followers that that are that are part of, of that connection and then the environment. So you have this, this triangle with, with the, the three um, apexes, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. of, uh, of the leader, the followers and the environment. So someplace in the middle is where leadership happens. And so if you, if we think about leadership as, as a, as a system and, you know, appealing to your system engineering background, if you think about leadership as a system, um, you know, good leaders pay attention to all the aspects of the system, mm -hmm. and they they affect the system in ways that they 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 have within their control. So that kind of connects back to the idea of of the gardener. Right. So for me, conceptually, when I think of leadership, uh, I, I very much so it, it's been super useful to go into situations and think about what are what are what are my thoughts, what are my preferences, what are my biases, what are What's my team thinking? What's what challenges do they have? What strengths do they have? And then what's the environment throwing at us? You know, are we time constrained? We don't have enough resources. It's right. raining. It's cold. It's fourth and one. <laughs> you know, whatever. yeah. So, so when you think about that, I, I think it's a really, um, it's a much more organic way to think about leadership versus um, perhaps like a laundry list of of attributes. Um, though, though I think right. good behaviors and good attributes are, are exist in there. You know, I cannot argue that the attribute of courage is any more or less important than the attribute of integrity. Um, right. But I, I do know that at different times when these variables come together, I may need more courage or more integrity in a situation. Right. And that's really, I love the definition and kind of incorporating all three of those aspects into leadership, obviously. If you're if if you're a leader without followers, you're just walking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love that. Yeah, and that so people a lot of times forget that pretty major aspect to leadership, and then the environment's such a big piece. Uh, another another great book out there is uh, Leadership and Balance 
the fulcrum centric method. It's actually by a, a relative of mine. I think he's my, my dad's cousin, Michael Rario. And he, he basically says everyone has, he breaks it down into, I think five different kind of aspects of leadership. And he, he starts out by saying, Hey, there's no right answer of what level of this attribute you need to have. There's your basic, your natural tendency. And then there's the situation that you may be given at any situation and to know where your natural tendency is and take the environment that you're now in. It's up to you to kind of move, move that fulcrum either closer or further away from your natural tendency to kind of balance that situation. Like you said, it's a, you're going to have a way different leadership perspective and, and kind of change how you approach people given a, a crisis, a fourth and one in the fourth quarter, or, you know, it's a, it's, you're up by 30 and you want to continue success and not get too complacent. Like there's a big difference yeah. in how you approach those two things. Yeah. Do you guys know Geraldo Martinez over at Triple Direct Leadership? Uh, I do not. I'm not familiar. So Mike Lorario works for him. Okay. Crazy small world. I that, is, that, is the, that is the tiniest world. Tiniest, yeah. tiniest world. And, and my boss right now is actually, John Uberti is actually good buddies with Mike. They went to ranger school together. So, so when you said his name, I was like, I know that I've heard that crazy. name before. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, he's my dad's cousin because my grandma's maiden name is Lorario. So yeah, that is, that is all wild. I'm a, I'm a super connector. So <laughs> I to connect you guys. It's one of the things, uh, you know, it, it's just, I don't know what it is. That is, uh, that is awesome. Funny. Yeah. We'll have to chat. We'll have to chat more about that afterward. Yeah. yeah. But I know you, you mentioned kind of, there's no, maybe characteristics there, there are some that you might want to choose over others. Do you have uh, maybe a couple of one or two of what you think are the greatest characteristics or traits that the leader should have? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So definitely. I, you know, I think consistently being able to offer clarity to your team uh, so whether that's clarifying objectives, clarifying standards, clarifying uh, what success looks like, clarifying um, how you feel about something, whatever it is, like that can be, that's just super beneficial. And, and I, I like to use the word clarity different from communication because I think sometimes right. it, you just communication, especially in the digital age means, oh, well, I'll just shoot them an email. Right. Um, I, I, th- this aspect of empowerment. And, and really, you know, this empowerment and supported autonomy, when you, when you take these concepts and you offer that to your team, um, it, it, amazing things happen. Um, I, I wish I could quote research. There's, there's plenty of research about empowerment, but I, I can tell you my experience has, has definitely been biased by this idea that the, the best outcomes have been achieve, achieved by the initiative and the empowerment, the, the autonomy that my teams have used. And then I, I think this is something that maybe I, I, I've grown into in my, in my old age. My wife says that I've become... Uh, this like you know super happy guy, but I think I think positivity is mm-hmm. is important, and uh, I, you know I see this a lot in in the idea of of the business world, and in research has shown that um, you know a, a good feedback cycle, things that actually impact people to to change behavior, is something like five positive 
points of feedback versus mm -hmm. one negative point. Um, and and that, that doesn't mean like, you know, those are low value, like, oh, you're so smart, you're so strong, but oh, we yeah. did this really badly, you know, but like really valuable feedback to people. Um, just positivity in general, it, it works. And, and again, like that doesn't mean like be the, the puppy dog that's always happy, right. like, recognize there's times for, for different emotions, but I, I really would encourage people to be biased towards being positive. I love all three. Of <laughs> and, and it's so funny. You mentioned the, the positivity and I'm going to bring it back to master resilience training, the MRT we were talking about before that, that praise, there's actually a skill in MRT. It's called effective praise. And it's almost the, the mere image of what we would call constructive criticism. And it's mm -hmm. not just a simple, oh, pat on the back, great job. It's being able to point out something that an individual did well and explain to them what they did really well so they can do it again. Or on top of telling them they did well, you know, I've noticed you've been working on this for the past couple of weeks or the past couple of practices and letting them know that it really paid off. Yeah. And, and that, like you said, will go miles further than, than any either simple slap on the back or, or any kind of negative criticism or, or change in that. I mean, there is, there is, there are the only thing worse than uh, hey, great job buster is hey, crappy job. You know? yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so, like both of those two things are, are totally useless. Yeah. Yes. It, yes. I mean, being able, I, I think it's, it's, it's such an important, it's such a fascinating idea. Being able to, to add um, very specific details so that people, and you use the phrase, which I always use, which is so that people can do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you did well in this situation. Yeah. How can Here's we what you did more? well? Yeah. How can we make more of these opportunities? And Definitely. These outcomes. And then uh, obviously the empowerment, we've, we've talked about the supported autonomy and, and the clarity. And I like how you differentiate that from communication and, and going back to one of our tenants that, that leadership is expression. It's not just the, the communication piece. It's how you're expressing yourself and, and to be clear and concise and having that clarity within your, your vision and your, your message is super important. And it's not, like you said, a simple text. It, it's, it's more, it's deeper than that and being consistent. And I think part of that clarity is being truthful and being truthful, not only in just your words, but also in who you are and how you live your life and how you interact with everybody. Is it, is it clear the kind of personality that you have? Is it clear the kind of leadership you're going to deliver day in and day out? Or Definitely. are you super inconsistent? You're not being really true to the values and principles you preach and no one really knows what they're going to get. So I think clarity is a, is a really good word to kind of encompass um, a lot of different aspects of expression and, and communication. Definitely. Definitely. And then uh, before you go, do you have any other advice for, for those out there looking to develop their leadership skills or, or aspiring to, to jump into a leadership position? Yeah, I, I'll tell you, I, um, at a, a very tough time in my life, I, I kind of found stoicism and, and stoic wisdom. And, um, and it, it's, been, it's been helpful to me in many ways. One of the, uh, you know, Ryan Holiday is, is probably yeah. one of the more contemporary popular writers I'm, I'm, of it. Yeah, I'm laughing over here right now. Keep going. So it's so many people, it's like, it, it is, I, I'm glad to see it's permeated out. I, I think, you know, the way that Ryan's brought, um, 
stoic thinking to, to writing the way that guys like Tim Ferriss do yeah. it's become more popular. I think that's, I think it's phenomenal. Uh, and, and much like those guys, I always recommend to people is start tearing into the source material. It's phenomenal. Yeah. But uh, you know, one of the things, one of the principles that, that Ryan talks about is this idea that um, you know, philosophy used to be something that, that, people of action did yeah, they, practice. they practiced it right mm-hmm. right so and and that really that struck me i loved it you know this idea of like sitting on the street corner and pontificating wasn't living philosophy yeah, yeah that wasn't philosophy yeah so you know in my mind if if you want to be a better leader you have to you have to learn and you have to mm-hmm. reflect and you have to discuss it and you have to practice right. it and and i think like all of that that you know, whatever order you do it in, like there is no preferred order. There is no preferred anything. There is no there. It is, it is a constant striving each day. And, you know, it's this idea that uh, when you are continuously challenging yourself, you know, one of my favorite quotes, Marcus Aurelius, uh, waste no more time discussing what a good man is. Be one. Go go and take action and and see how it goes. And I, I think that that is the best way to approach leadership. Look, look for people of differing opinions. Look for disconfirmation because it will open your mind to new things. Right, and taking that action is such a big yeah. piece and a great piece of advice for, for aspiring leaders and people in leadership positions. Don't, don't just sit and come up with plans and never use them. Go out there, take action, take some chances, you know, build a system of supported autonomy and kind of make it make it happen do what you do what you want to do as a leader and like you said look for for disconfirmation don't look for confirmation yeah 100% and my my last two for you before I let you go Todd is uh yeah. you have a, a favorite book or as Tim Ferriss would say uh what is the book you most recommend and uh do you have a favorite quote yeah, yeah. So the the book I most recommend for I mean, I, I, I loved Team of Teams and and One Mission uh long before I joined MG. Uh I love I love the leaders book. The leaders book is is much cheerier. Um so you know, team of teams mm. you can digest and it talks about systems and processes. One mission really talks about uh, behaviors that help effective organizations. I think those are really easy digestible. The leader's myth and reality is, is a much headier book. I like that. Um, but if people are looking for kind of a quick digestion, it's, it's a little chewier than you think. Um, so I always, I always do that. I have to do a plug for those books. Like I said, I, I, I love those books before I joined the organization. They probably drove me to the organization. But the, the, without a doubt, the book that I hand out the most is uh, a book called The Coaching Habit. And it, it's written by a, a gentleman named Michael Bungay-Stanier, uh, who is this uh, amazing, um, you know, transplanted Australian that lives in Canada now. So he's got this fabulously odd accent. Uh, right. He's got high energy. It is uh, very workbookish. So, so it, it's, it's something that, is, uh, that you can use on a daily basis. It's very practical in its approaches. And it's a way for managers or, or team leaders or captains or whoever to start weaving in um, executive coaching, developmental coaching habits and processes into the work they're doing. And it's it just, I'll tell you, when when you give it to people, they look at it, they digest it, and they're like, "This is so easy to and practical to do." And yeah. I think that's the power behind it. Oh. Yeah, 
And no. then, you know, without a doubt, so there, there's, I, I think two quotes, you know, the one that, that I, I think about every day and I, I start every day with, and at the end of the day, I kind of reflect on is this idea of waste no more, no more time arguing what a good man is, be one. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something that's been helpful for me again, as, as a father, as a colleague, as a husband. Um, and, and then there's another one. Um, so Evan Rommel and the guys over at 30 seconds out, uh, which is kind of this, uh, uh, crazy bootleg, um, graphic design company. Um, mm -hmm. Evan was, uh, was a seal and was with dev group for a number of years. And we, we've, we've traded a couple of emails. He had this, um, he has this saying, uh, no one is coming, it's up to us. And, yeah. and it's, it's a play on a, on a famous uh, psychologist saying, talking about something else, but it, it was very, it resonated with me because it was very similar to things that I used to say with our team. You know, we say it, it's just us, right? You know, <laughs> And so I love this idea that no one's coming, it's up to us. And, and you can look at that and have despair and you can look at that and, and question yourself and you can look at that and complain and say, we don't have resources or anything else. Or you can look at that and say, I've got the best team in the world. Right. I've got, I can do anything. I mean, right. if you, it doesn't matter like where you are when you have this attitude that I can do anything and I will never quit. I will never lose. I will always move forward. Uh, I just love it. It's become uh, it's become my favorite sticker to hand out to corporate clients, and uh, it's actually created quite a buzz. Uh, it, one client I was at, I, I started just very discreetly handing it out when I when I recognized someone that was really living those that kind of mindset, mm -hmm. and I didn't make a big deal about it. And then all of a sudden, the stickers, you know, as I started to hand them out, people started to say, well, "Where'd you get that?" I, said, I don't know. I you know, I think Todd gave it to me and everything else. Well, then somebody went out on the website and started buying them, and it actually created a lot of tension in the organization. They're like, well, you bought yours. You didn't get Oh, that is wild. <laughs> <laughs> I told, I told yeah, Evan awesome. that. I, I shut Evan an email. I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? He's like, dude, I don't care. They all cost the same to me. You know? <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, and I love, I love that quote because it does have, like you said, that you can look at it uh, a couple of different ways and, and take from it what you will. But yeah. Uh, I've taken enough of your evening away, Todd. This has been an absolute blast. Love this conversation. Thanks. Lots. Thanks of so much. Handed out, and uh, this is this is definitely going to end up being one of the more popular ones. I can already tell. Awesome. I, I'll tell you, Luke. Uh, what what you and Ben are doing and the team are doing, I, I think is awesome. Uh, I, I totally look forward to staying connected, and and I'll we can play who's who in the zoo, and who do you know, and who do I know, and. You'd be surprised who I know. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I appreciate your time. I, I think what you guys are doing is is such a cool focus. It's such a, such a, a valuable tool um, for for especially younger guys and gals that that are, are growing up in athletics and and it, you know it helps them transcend the athletics and helps them. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're making better people. And we're helping people make themselves better. Mm -hmm. And and that has uh, unlimited potential for the, for the world. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to change uh, on a fundamental level how we how we conduct sports and how we teach our, our youth and our athletes uh, how, to, how to go out into the world. So awesome. But uh, thanks again, Todd. Have a, have a great night. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Captain's Coach Podcast with Luke Poulos. 
If you liked what you just heard, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and check out our website at captainscoach.com. Join us next time for another edition of the Captain's Coach Podcast.